Hello from the ABA Tech Show 2019 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Lawrence Coletti. I'm Adam Music. I'm Sarah Agate. I'm Doug Levy. I'm Danielle Sheridan. And I'm Ryan Dobbs. And we're all on the road with Legal Talk Network. We're back. I have a giant panel of law students. I don't even want to think about the collective student loan debt that is sitting at this table. It's terrifying. <laughs> yes. So uh, I've got a pretty big lineup of people here. So I want to go around uh, before we get into today's topic, uh, which is related to Tech Show, believe it or not. I uh, want to go around and introduce everybody, uh, including our pal Adam Music. We'll start with you, sir. Great You're co-hosting this episode with me, but uh, tell us about yourself. I'm with the ABA Law Student Division and the Young Lawyers Division, also collectively known now as the Early Career Strategies Group. We're going to be uh, talking about everything law students and young lawyers need to know about getting ahead in their career, passing the bar exam, and uh, dealing with that wonderful student debt. And Sarah? I'm a third-year law student at Chicago Kent College of Law, Illinois Institute of Technology. Excellent. And Doug? I'm a second-year law student at Northwestern's Pritzker School of Law, and I'm also getting a master's in public policy. Fantastic. And Danielle? I'm a third-year law student at Michigan State University. Excellent. Ryan? I am a second-year law student at the University of Oklahoma College of Law. Awesome. So we have bored to death, we've got work to death, and we've got scared to death with us today. Is that right? Which one am I? Pretty much. I don't know. Okay. I just hope we're not closer to death, Adam. (laughs) I've been walking around the expo all day, so I'm kind of talked to death, but I'm excited to be talking to everyone here. I understand that, uh, Adam, you're a singer of sorts. I was wondering before we get started with our interview if you'd like to uh, give us a little ditty. Um, well, whatever happens, I'm not going to be the Lady Gaga to your Bradley Cooper. So just, just so you know. I like the, uh, the song from uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It goes with the whole on the road again theme, I think. The whole, let me tell you, buddy, there's a faster gun coming over yonder when day is done. And after that, I think we're going to have to start paying royalties to the Cohen brothers. <laughs> I'd like to point out that other networks that cover legal conferences would not have done that. Oh, good. It's a first. Awesome. So is let's it a get, first? Is it, a fir- it might be. No, we had, uh, we had Buddy Holly uh, sing from uh, Court Buddy. He did a really good <laughs> Buddy Holly. And oh. I, I cracked the joke because we were in Chicago, and uh, he said that he was driving home. And I said I was glad he was driving, not flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially up to Wisconsin. So let's get it started. So uh, obviously this conference is about technology and we, uh, we've got a bunch of law students here. So unusual. I mean, you guys aren't in your practice life yet. And obviously this conference is designed for practitioners to try to implement new technology solutions. So I guess my first question to all of you is why are you here? Why is this, uh, why is this so important right now? Well, for me, I work for the Center for Technology and Innovation and in Practice at OU Law. So part of what we do is look for new and exciting technology that we can bring to the students. We do three weekly lunch and learn sessions where we bring in the student groups and have different vendors come in, talk about what they do, teach them about their service, whatever app is coming up, how we can use that in practice. So we've got a lot of great vendors, a lot of people to meet here at the Tech Show. That's great. You know, one of my favorite things about Oklahoma, how does it work that that you're sponsored to be here? Well, we're actually sponsored by Thomson Reuters. So we're going to help them by getting a student perspective on the Tech Show, what we're hoping to get from it, and how we're coming out better on the other side. It's a great plan. And who else? So this is Danielle. Um, I'm here because 
at Michigan State University College of Law, there's our legal R&D program who also sponsored me to be here. And the focus is on teaching law students to not only learn the law, but also technology, focus on innovation, learning innovation skills, and learning the business of law. And as a 1L, I was introduced to the opportunity to come here, and it fundamentally changed my career. It solidified that I was going into technology, I was going into business, and it opened up the opportunities for me because of the network here. And also, I learned so many things outside of the classroom that shaped my career to where I am today. That's fantastic. I, I've met Danielle uh, Lawrence, uh, the, our first year here with everybody. And so, you know, it's it's always great seeing the Sparties uh, come out to, uh, to Chicago. Yes, uh, and Adam has been a great ally for law students. From my 1L year, he pushed me to start a blog, and I was able to do that through Kevin O'Keefe, and it has also helped my career as a law student. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, and Doug. Yeah, absolutely. So at Northwestern, they keep telling us that there's this radical change in the legal market coming, and we see it. We see it constantly. It's there in our everyday, how they're teaching us, but we're also hear it from the practitioners that they bring in to speak. And so being aware of that, knowing how to come in and from day one be able to be fluent in how these technologies are disrupting traditional legal practice, they tell us that that's going to be one of our best assets in our first days on the job. And that's something that we can add to our firms or to the governments or to wherever we ended up going. This knowledge of how to use it, how it's going to help us, and how it's going to make the practice of law more efficient and more effective. And Sarah, and also I understand, uh, Sarah, that you were at a, uh, an event earlier yesterday that uh, is related to technology. Yeah, that's right. I'm so excited that you mentioned that. So I was help, I helped co-host the Women of Legal Tech second annual all-day summit that happens along with ABA Tech Show, you know, to get some of that traffic and to really kind of synergize all the energy that's here. And so we had a full day event. We had the ABA president-elect, Judy Perez-Martinez, give opening remarks. And then we had the dean of Doug's School of Northwestern come and speak to us at, in the afternoon. And that's where we also honored the law uh, LTRC award nominees. So it was a really great lunch. And so in that capacity, I'm at ABA Tech Show, but I'm also uh, here on my own accord because in my past life, I was uh, focusing on healthcare technology. So it made sense that when I came back to law school that I try to understand how technology is making a difference, not only in the lives of lawyers, but in the lives of people that need legal help the most in the access to justice space. So that's what brings me here today. Great. Well, when I was in school, and that was uh, getting on a few years ago, uh, I have to say my classmates were not real tech savvy. And so oftentimes I would hear from some of my classmates, it's like, well, that's why I went into law because I don't really like technology and I'm not good at like math. And so I didn't think that was a great idea. I was doing my MBA at the same time. It's like, you're going to be handling, you know, very expensive deals. I think you should know math. And I think you ought to know about spreadsheets and, you know, be able to do your own analysis. I mean, how are you going to be a good attorney if you can't understand the nature of the deal? And so I'm so glad to hear that programs are really pushing uh, kind of for a mixed disciplinary background. And so, um, Doug, I know that Northwestern is doing some program crossover with, I think, engineering. Is that correct? 
Yeah, no, there's a big focus, and the, the law school's doing uh, some great work also with Ross Intelligence. They're really bringing in this AI focus, and they're really making sure that we're equipped. And as you were saying, uh, the first time Ross came in and did a demo, I looked around at a lot of my classmates, and their eyes were just massive. And they came to me afterwards, and they were like, we're not going to have jobs. And I said, no, 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 there's going to be jobs. It's just how we do them is going to change. So it's, are we going to be able to work with those engineers? Can we speak to the developers who are working behind these great technologies that we see at the exhibition hall today to tell them how we need them to operate so that we can do our job better? It's really, really critical, but it's a shift in how we're approaching legal education. We just uh, we just attended the Global Legal Hackathon, and we came. Uh, we were at the New York chapter, and what I think is so fascinating, I think the power position that you guys are all in coming out of law school is that you understand law, and uh, you know when you get into your practice in life, it'll be even more effective. But I, I think when you're talking about these engineers, the software engineers trying to develop a solution, they may not understand how that needs to work for the attorney. And every practice area is different. There's a lot of strength to that, and uh, you know what might go for uh, intellectual property is not going to be the same for immigration. And so everybody's going to need their own tools. And so I think what's so great is if you have exposure to the different disciplines, you're able to help bring a solution in there and be a key partner in producing those goods and services. And hopefully, you know, we'll uh, also help the justice gap the, and, uh, you know, get uh, more people in front of the courts and get the, you know, get the legal help that they need. So I want to hear about uh, some of the other programs. I know Northwestern's doing some things, but I just want to hear about some of the other technology emphasizing programs and some of the things maybe you're dean and fellow students are doing, so who wants to go next? I'll jump in there. We just got our start with the Technology and Legal Innovation Society, which is a student-run organization. We have about 75 students who have stepped up that want to be the next generation of people in our area. Outside of football, I don't think I have to explain <laughs> that Oklahoma City is not exactly a large-cap market, but we are being able to take technology into some of the rural markets, some of the smaller courtrooms, and really beef some things up. When you mentioned the access to justice gap, being able to use technology to advance that in a way that Oklahoma has really never seen. Do you know the boss? I've met the <laughs> boss. He has a tremendous haircut. That looks twice as big in person as it does in the TV. So, That's incredible. So who wants to go next? I want to hear about some other programs. So at Michigan State, uh, I was in a class last year where we were given the opportunity to work with, uh, we were partnered with a law firm, we were partnered with a technology, namely Neurologic and ThinkSmart, and then we were also given a problem. And we were partnered with the law firm and told to solve it and come up with a minimum viable product, which we produced at the end of the semester. You're not normally given those opportunities in law school, and that not only taught us an expert system where we were able to connect with the law firm who was trying to provide a solution to a client. We were also taught the business side of that and had to think through the laws and then how to implement it. So not only are you learning law, but you're also learning the business and technology side, which I think is really key to the next generation of law students. Uh, there's been some talk from professors I've heard where that learning these other skills, such as technology and project management skills and implementation, is limiting students' opportunities, and I think we all here would agree that it's, I would challenge that to the fullest and that clients are demanding that their lawyers have more rounded skill sets, and at Michigan State we were given the opportunity to actually go in and try it out. So that's what's going on at Michigan State, as well as other classes where you learn skills like design thinking and you throw yourselves into the startup arena. So. I think that uh, Michigan State is giving students opportunities they didn't have before, like some of the other schools as well. What would you think is one of the biggest misconceptions about legal tech? That people have an expectation of 
oh God, this is going to, to take away our jobs eventually. But, and that sounds like something that is, is a bit overblown. What other misconceptions do uh, people in the legal field have about technology? I would say, so I'm gonna pause and answer that right after I answer this, because I don't think it's really a misconception within like our generation of future lawyers. Am, am I right here, everybody? Would you agree? I don't think it's, a, because we're digital natives. And that's something that I've been talking about, shifting this paradigm from thinking about law students as one dimensional, but actually seeing us as future lawyers and our capacity to actually break down that fear that you're talking about it and that does exist in different generations. Um, but I, I'm so fortunate to come from a leading technology school, Chicago Kent College of Law. And you know, that's the home for the Center for computer assisted legal education, you know, instruction, Cali, and we also have the, we're home to the A2J author, so the forms that, you know, document automation, and, you know, we run like the self-help desk within, within some of the courts here. So really, Chicago Kent is full of legal technology and kind of embracing technology. It's in the culture. It's something that exists by virtue of having a bigger university. Um, so that that's really exciting. But I think the misconception is that you know, and what, what we need to dismantle and how we can dismantle that better is by collaborating and by really having intergenerational conversations and, and breaking down this old traditional paradigm of that you have to work your way up and you just know this. And I we all know here we're going to be new attorneys and we studied a little bit of law, but we have a lot to learn, but we actually can add value quicker and faster when it comes to doing things. And I think that's something that when we can show firms, government, public interest, all the sectors of law, how we can add value, then we'll affect the bottom line, not only in numbers, but by the ability to, to help people that need access to justice the most. So it's a really exciting time. And then if I can jump in, building off of what you said, Sarah, I think one of the misconceptions is that the law can become binary. And at least at this point, there's not quite, we're not quite with, to the point with the technology that that we can be fully automated. What we can do is say, okay, young associate who trained at these great law schools, we don't need you to sit in a warehouse full of documents and look through them looking for that one word. We can use AI to do that so that your time is better used and that you can then help your clients more. But we're not to the point where you can totally remove the lawyer from the equation. We That advice is still needed. That in human interaction, sitting across the table, listening to your story and making sure that you're getting the support you need, that will never go away fully. And so it's these access to resources, knowing how to capitalize them, and then knowing how to shift how we provide our services to our clients' demands, like you were saying earlier, it's critical, but it will never go away. So we're not going to be replaced. Just how we do our jobs is going to change a little bit. To add to another misconception, I don't think it's true that to be in the legal tech arena, you have to be a, a techie with a coding background. I think that there is an opportunity for law incoming uh, law students to bridge the gap between technology and the law. So you need to learn enough where you can communicate well with people who aren't lawyers and who are you are working with, but you don't have to go get another degree. You just have to know enough to understand the important parts in getting a job done. I think it's safe to say just from listening to everybody, no one's really scared that they're not gonna have job opportunities when they come out. I think what it is is our job opportunities are gonna grow in a way where we can support the older generation of attorneys but also build new and exciting things that we will you know, definitely change the course of law as it moves. We really have huge opportunities, like Doug said, with AI, you know, different behind the scenes technology. It's gonna be really exciting over the next 20 years of our practice to see what happens and how we grow. 
but I don't think any of us are worried at this point that we're going to be out on the corners begging for change. I think there's going to be plenty of jobs and plenty of opportunity. And I think that, that it's important to note that at this table, we might not be worried, but that's why the importance of law school is getting on the bandwagon quicker and faster to make sure that all of our peers across the nation have access to innovative legal tech, access to justice curriculums. Ed Walters was mentioning earlier that we potentially have a trillion dollar legal market that we're only capturing 20% of it. And the ability of technology to reach into that market and give access to justice to countless hundreds and thousands of Americans and all across the country is really gonna make a difference as we grow as lawyers. Well, we're running out of time here, but I have a last question for you. It's two parts, so a little bit of wind up here. So one. Uh, one of the great things about this conference, we know some of the organizers, and one of the challenges they have, and this is also one of the great things, is that they're trying to make a tech conference for lawyers that appeals to people at different technology levels. So obviously some of the, maybe some of the more seasoned attorneys that have been in the profession a while, maybe not as tech savvy, I mean, perhaps, um, and they're coming here to learn some new tricks. And so they've got some beginner starter tracks and they've got some intermediate tracks and some advanced tracks. Now, you all seem to be very tech savvy. And so I, my first question is, the, the first part of it is, what, uh, what tracks are you looking forward to attending? Just give me one. And then also, if you could, uh, <laughs> Doug, Doug just gave me this uh, horrifying look. I wish I could have encapsulated that uh, on the podcast. Oh, I just well, did. I just did, but yeah. you can't see it. But uh, anyway. Uh, imagine it, people. Imagine Imagine it. a horrified look. So, And then the second part of that question is leave us some contact information. If uh, listeners or fellow law students want to reach out, ask you about uh, your time here. How can they find you? And uh, why don't we start? We'll give Doug some time. There you go, Doug. So uh, we'll start. Uh, let's start with Sarah. All right, uh, so I, I love the tracks that ABA Tech Show has, but I would encourage ABA Tech Show to next year have a track that's geared towards future lawyers, actually. Let's develop a track that's for law students and geared towards future lawyers and really try to open up that inclusivity and the diversity within the legal tech space. But I'm excited for, um, I'm volunteering tomorrow, actually, and I am really excited for the some of the sorry i wanted to look at the schedule really quick i you know everything's in our phones and you know they have a nice app but tomorrow i'm really looking forward to um planning for tomorrow today and i'm really looking forward to collaboration using tools you know so you can always get better at using your everyday tools and then i'll be doing some volunteering tomorrow at the tech show but thanks for having me all right let's go with uh, ryan next I've been following the emerging technology track, but I'm also interested in litigation, so I've been splitting my time back and forth with them. Uh, we just had a great talk about Bitcoin and blockchain. You know, it's really nice to see that. We had artificial intelligence earlier, like I mentioned with Ed Walters. There's just so much information, it's really hard to pick just one. So I've hopped around a little bit at both, but we're really excited about being able to see some of this new and exciting stuff coming our way. Oh, let's put it, give them our information. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, you can find me at Ryan Dobbs, R-Y-A-N-D-O-B-B-S dot lawyer. And also on Twitter at Ryan Dobbs. And I'm Fantastic. Sarah Agate. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah underscore Agate. That's S-A-R-A underscore A-G-A-T-E. And my Kent Law email is S-A-G-A-T-E at kentlaw.iat.edu. All right, let's go to Danielle next. So I'm looking forward to all the opportunities to learn about process automation and options for uh, whether it's for these small firms or for the large firms implementing new technology and better ways that they can serve their clients around, specifically around contracts. Um, and I'm also looking forward to um, some of the design thinking for law firms uh, sessions. And you can find me on Twitter at Danielle Sheridan or on LinkedIn as well. 
And as Doug uh, peruses his phone for options, there, he reminds me of uh, me <laughs> at a sushi restaurant trying to figure out what I want to eat. So how about you, Doug? It's just so hard to choose just one track. That's that's. Um, so I really... I will have the cloud version of the California roll, please. <laughs> Uh, the academic track that I've uh, been to a couple of sessions now and that, and I think that's so critical that you come to these and you can see stuff that's really cool, but if you can come away with a couple of things where you're like, oh, I can immediately start implementing this and changing it, um, or, or know more than I did uh, when I started, that's critical to me. And if you want to get in touch with me, my NLAW email is D-L-A-V as in Victoria, E-Y, at nlaw.northwestern.edu. And uh, Adam Music, we need your contact information, but I was hoping you could take us home with the song. Boy, that's a that's an interesting one. My contact information, uh, the best way to, to find me is at ABALSD or ABAYLD on Twitter. I'll be running the, uh, the show behind those two accounts. I'm also at MusicAdamT on Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn and uh, all of the famous streaming services. Uh, apparently, with with whatever song, um, anybody, any, if you get any requests, any like tech related songs, like tech uh, related songs. Yeah, well, I, don't know. I mean, I, I mean, Fleetwood Mac's playing tomorrow night. Oh, Fleetwood Mac, so oh I don't know boy, if you, at the United Center. I so I'm do, going that. Stevie that. Nicks. I what could, about uh, she blinded me with science, Adam? Uh, oh, okay, it's go, poetry go. in motion. <laughs> it's poetry in motion when she turned her eyes to me. As deep as any ocean, as sweet as any harmony, she blinded me with tech show. Everyone, she blinded me with tech, with tech show. show. All right, there we go. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, Next on year on Legal Talk Network Karaoke, we will be doing the entirety of A Star is Born. I will again not be doing Lady Gaga. All right, well, we've reached into the road for today's show. I want to thank our guests for joining us and also our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, Thanks. rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. See ya. Thank you, guys. Great job, everybody. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh.